Hey everyone, welcome to the sixth episode of Justice Seekers Next Generation. Today, I'm your host, Sanjana Desai, a teen staff writer here at Fox and the producer of Justice Seekers. We are youth empowering youth who aim to promote inclusivity and amplify underrepresented voices everywhere while informing and raising awareness to current day issues, ranging from political and civic engagement to mental health. Be sure to stream our podcast on all platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on the Vox website at voxatl.org. In today's episode, we are going to be tackling CRT, otherwise known as the critical race theory. Consider this your one-stop shop to learn the need-to-knows of the critical race theory. Today, I'm going to be putting out a bunch of information since it's just me today, but I recommend you all think about this topic beyond the podcast and see what you can do to educate others on CRT. So without further ado, let's get started. CRT is a theory that states that racism is a social construct and is embedded in the legal systems and our policies. What CRT does is it presents a framework to analyze systematic racism and it asks us to critically examine how we present and discuss issues of race in society. CRT aims to reject the idea that the legacy of slavery and segregation is over, and it recognizes that race and other identities are not separate, nor are separated by race. Although the critical race theory is not currently being taught in the K-12 school system, it is gaining a large amount of momentum due to the increasing number of educational institutions that are starting to include it in their curriculum. But CRT is not a training program for diversity and inclusion. It is a tool that may be taught to utilize critical thinking regarding the role of race and racism in our systems. So now we're going to kind of talk about myths. Myths is a huge part of CRT and other related things because certain people tend to twist the goal of CRT and what it aims to do by forming these common misconceptions that actually are not true. So I'm going to be kind of going through some myths and debunking them. So I've chosen a couple that I personally have heard quite a bit. So people tend to say that CRT is the same thing as anti-bias, anti-racism education, diversity and inclusion training, multicultural education, and anti-racism training. But truthfully, CRT is an academic framework that is going to be used mostly in higher education and as a tool, as I mentioned, rather than training. In addition, CRT is not meant to focus on racism as an individual act rather than structural racism. In addition, some people tend to say that the critical race theory creates division into the oppressed and the oppressor groups. But what CRT really aims to do is increase awareness on how intersecting identities impact one's power and privilege in a society. And CRT also encourages educators to critique historical narratives that they're teaching. And if incorporated into schools, it would raise students' awareness on how a policy shapes life outcomes for people of different races. So at this point, you've probably heard me mention that CRT is a tool. It's meant to be used in education spaces. So let's talk about in the classroom, how is critical race theory used? Multiple institutions have responded to campus activists and other groups seeking anti-racist initiatives after the aftermath of George Floyd's death and following BLM Black Lives Matter protests. College and university has responded in multiple ways. Firstly, they have done some curriculum requirement changes. Critical race theorists must educate the general public about long-standing institutions' alleged racial biases. And 
anti-racism bias and diversity training in the workplace has been incorporated in certain institutions they've compelled students instructors and in, instructors and staff to, to participate in some type of training from small group orientations to full-fledged lectures in order to recognize their hidden biases in addition, certain universities have announced that they're changing admission policies and they've taken attempts to make their admissions process more equitable in order to assure better equality of outcome. These initiatives can range from elimination of standardized testing to the inclusion of diversity equity scorecard and job occupations. So now I'm going to go onto a bit of a tangent, but it is something that I feel isn't talked about as much, and I think that it really proves why the critical race theory is so important. So I'm going to kind of be diving into the impact of racism on mental health. This isn't specific to any type of scenario, but I think the main place where racism takes its biggest toll on mental health is in public school systems. And I think it's just because it's not addressed by school counselors or school administrators, and it's just left untouched. The emotional toll of racial discrimination and injustice can be extremely severe, resulting in persistent stress, anxiety, depression, and racial trauma. As a person of color, you are much more likely to face bad life events like poverty, unemployment, jail, and or abuse. So let's dive in on this. What is racial trauma? Racial trauma can kind of be summed up as exposure to racist abuse or prejudice, and that causes racial trauma, also known as race-based traumatic stress. It can cause anxiety, depression, chronic stress, and even PTSD symptoms. Racism not only causes mental health issues, but it also makes it more difficult to get care. And there's a significant inequality in access to mental health resources for many people of color. Even if you have access to a doctor or therapist, you may face discrimination through the healthcare system as a whole. A medical professional's lack of cultural knowledge or bias might lead to a misdiagnosis or incorrect treatment. But there are also a lot of other obstacles to receiving mental health treatment. The first one is stigma. For so long, it has been sort of a taboo to have some sort of mental illness. I think so many people, especially in minority communities, are told to kind of suppress their thoughts that, you know, depression or suicidal thoughts. And I think that that's why so many people are so hesitant to reach out because they've been told that this is bad. You shouldn't, you know, talk to people about this. Something you keep to yourself and you solve it yourself. But really, that's why resources are out there to help. And there also is a lack of therapists that are POC and can understand certain struggles. So just to sum it up, critical race theory is a multidisciplinary intellectual movement that emerged in the post-civil rights era in the U.S. as key civil rights laws were being dismantled and schools were being resegregated. With racial inequalities persisting long after civil rights legislation was implemented, critical legal studies theories on class and economic structure and the law were reworked and expanded by CRT researchers in the 1970s and late 80s to investigate the role of U.S law in maintaining racism. So that is all I have for you all today. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode and learned a bunch. Please be sure to stream our podcast on all platforms including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and on the Vox website at voxatl.org. I hope you like this episode and I will see you all next Tuesday for our next episode. Bye everyone!